Hey, hey, welcome back to Dating Funnies. How is everyone? Another day in paradise, huh? I'm here in Seattle, state of Washington, and oh boy, our state and the conditions and the things that they're trying to do makes everything problematic with regards to businesses, families, extended families, dating. Such a ripple effect to this this whole COVID situation. And I personally get that first started, no one really knew what to expect or not expect. And now that we've had two plus months of numbers and things like that, that I would think that those that are far smarter than me could really look at the true numbers and figure out what's what works, what doesn't work. So I'm not going to get into a political rant here. That's not my agenda, but it, it just makes everything so confusing. I, I think you guys would all agree, and especially when you're trying to date. So I thought today I'd talk a little bit about that. You know, what is what does dating look like after COVID-19 or during COVID-19? I was listening to Aunt Ruth's podcast. Uh, I've listened to a couple of hers and the one I listened to uh, today on Monday, May 11th, she talked about what does that look like for COVID-19 and afterward. One of the things they brought up or her guest speaker brought up is, hey, it's, it's probably safer now than it ever has been for people to actually uh, introduce themselves and chat and get to know one another by using video chatting like Zoom or go meet me or whatever the platforms are out there but part of the shift right now from their perspective is that uh, women are still waiting by and large especially older women are waiting for men to reach out to them versus them the women reaching out to men and i found that to be true and i've also found it to be true that younger people that are in their 30s and 40s and even their late 40s they're happy to reach out first and why not? And why not just have a Zoom video meeting? If you don't like something, you can always delete the contact after the Zoom video. And then what does sex look like after COVID-19? Do we, how are we going to manage that? Kissing, hand-holding, having sex. You know, now the, the narrative the other day was that uh, the COVID bug can be spread through your sperm. I don't know what's real anymore. And I don't know if that's true or not. You know, I went down to Arizona. I was cautious. I flew down there, wore my face mask in the airplane, yet the flight attendants didn't wear one. The captain didn't wear one. The airport was a ghost town, and the, the people at the front desk taking our bags, they weren't wearing gloves, and they weren't wearing face masks. And the same thing in the reverse, coming back from Phoenix. There's nobody in the airport, and yet the people boarding us weren't wearing face masks. So, you know, it's just kind of tough to understand what to follow and what not to follow. And then while I'm down there, I'm with my son, his wife, and the two grandkids, and I haven't seen them in months. You know, my my daughter-in-law and granddaughter, they had a little bit of a cough. Made me a little nervous at first. They come to find out they get home, the cough went away because it's more of an allergic reaction to something within the house that they were staying in. And then I met some of their friends who came over to the house for dinner and their kids, and then we went and met some other friends. You know, we weren't six feet apart, but we weren't sitting on everybody's lap either. So I don't know. Uh, so what does that look like? What's your experiences or what do you think it's going to look like dating, meeting somebody? What are your thoughts and concerns about 
meeting somebody on a video chat for an intro date or two. How are you going to handle sex with somebody new into your life? I'd like to get your feedback on there. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm not really sure how that's going to work. I mean, I ended up meeting the ex-girlfriend this weekend on Sunday. She wanted to meet. Haven't seen her in a couple of years. So I agreed that she lives on the coast of of Washington. I'm over here over by Seattle. Good two-hour trek, but we agreed to meet halfway at a at a coffee donut shop. And on the way down there, thinking, well, how's that going to work? Is a donut shop really open? And come to find out it was, and there's a line wrapped around the street of people going through the drive-thru ordering donuts and coffee on Mother's Day. Her and I kind of chatted over in a parking lot next to this donut shop, and we kept our six feet of distance. And it just kind of chit chat get caught up find out what she's thinking i'm trying to get to know more why she left the way she did and why there was this lack of communication between us seeing what's changed is this something i want to get plugged into again knowing that she's just going to get frustrated at her life and her situation and then just bolt again i don't have the patience i don't want to take the time and energy to put into some way that's just going to vanish again. And I get we all have to take risks to some point. And I guess as, you know, as I drove away, I thought, well, you know, she's still kind of cute. She wasn't as hot as she was two years ago. If she was that hot, would I give it a different consideration? I don't know. Uh, I don't like playing games with people. And I get that you enter into a relationship and it's going to go one way and all of a sudden it goes another way. And I also have myself impose things that what I'm trying to accomplish. And sadly, you know, she's struggling financially. She's living with relatives again, just like she was before when she lived in the Bellevue area, living with relatives there. She's 60 years old, so it's not like she's 19 and she should be living with family or friends. So, and, and I'm just in a different spot financially, it would be nice if I can meet and date someone that was reasonably close to where I'm at financially, at least own a home or at least be able to rent a home on their own. So I don't know, kind of a mixed bag of chatting with her. And that came on the uh, the heels of me having a, a Zoom date uh, that was set up by a matchmaker. In fact, I'm going to email her back some more feedback. And I did I did really like the fact that, once again, she sends out a questionnaire and what's my feedback about the date and what the, the date person was like and, and would I go out with them again or have another video conference with them again. So that's all nice, but what was really refreshing is that uh, the lady that I chatted with, she also she responded to the questionnaire, which I thought was, okay, well, that's good for her because I've been on these past uh, matchmaking people where I've hired someone to be a matchmaker, and we're supposed to send back a questionnaire of how the date went, how did they show up, how did they communicate. And I always filled out those questionnaires, but the dates never did. And of course, to me, it's like, okay, that's a true reflection of them and not me. But it's very irritating because I, too, trying to learn something more about me in that process, whether I'm connected with someone or not. And so, and the Zoom date lasted about an hour and a half. This is uh, Friday. The days are just running together anymore. I can't I can't tell what day's what. She seemed like a very nice lady. She's got an interesting setup all to herself with regards to her living arrangement with her daughter and, and her daughter's husband. Were they and just kinda of listened to that and, and she distance wise it's not a huge challenge, but it was consideration. And the one thing that really came home to me with chatting with her is I'm sitting her 
talking to her, trying to watch her body language, trying to pick up nuances and trying to ask myself, okay, is this going to be a hurdle for me? Is it not? Am I putting too much emphasis on this one little thing versus something else? We have a few things that we had some interest in, and then outside of that, we're two different people. And I'm not one to where I, I want to date someone that does everything exactly like me. I want to go do my stuff. They go do their stuff. We do stuff together. And it makes a whole complete package, right? But at the same time, knowing where she went to school, knowing what she does for a living, some of the things that she likes to do made me pause. And without coming right on asking her where she sits politically, to the far left, to the far right, in the middle. You know, I made some assumptions that may be true, may not be true, but based upon what she shared with me made me think, yeah, there's no way we're going to be compatible because if she finds out I'm a conservative guy, it's going to be a challenge. And I can agree to disagree with people, but what my experience has been here in Seattle is that if you don't agree with people, then they attack you and they attack your beliefs, but yet they want you to believe in their beliefs. And that's where people lose me because I think we all are entitled to an opinion and we don't need to be rude. We don't need to be mean. We don't need to be spiteful. We need to just share our opinion, whether we, whether we subscribe to it or not, or maybe there's a compelling argument to say, oh yeah, I hadn't really thought of it that way. What is wrong with that? So going back to the Zoom dating things, as listening on the podcast today of Aunt Ruth is, you know, even Bumble and some of these other platforms are out there making it easier for us to have voice or video communications with with the other person. And yet people are still resisting that. But it looks to me that might be the norm going forward. So, you know, once again, I'd like to know how one, you're handling being quarantined and how you're handling meeting people and how you're going to handle having sex with someone. I think for me, the one thing I haven't shared with people before is uh, on this podcast, and mostly because I've got friends and family kind of listen to this podcast too on occasion, so I don't want to reveal everything. But, you know, I'm more of an alpha type of person. Uh, And it's not to say that I have to be right all the time, but I like to lead the relationship, meaning that I want to hear from my partner They can explain to me what their thoughts are, but then I'm going to make a decision uh, that that should be to the best interest of the relationship. I mean, I've gone out with people before where I'd open up the doors for them, and some of them like it, a lot of them don't, and they get mad that I open the door for them. I I like to walk on the street side, although I get confused going through a crosswalk of what side to, to walk on. And I've been attacked for walking on the street side. It's 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 an interesting disconnect here when you're trying to date, and I'm just trying to be a gentleman. And I had to laugh that my grandson, who's all of six, he is telling me that he wants to grow up to be a gentleman. I'm like, why? And he says, well, because if you're a gentleman, then you know women will think you're a very attractive guy, and they'll want to marry you. Now this is coming out of a six-year-old. Now he got that from the other grandparents, I'm sure of it, because that's how the other grandmother is. But it's true. I mean, that's we're raising boys and girls of how to be down the road for their relationships. And how they see their parents interact is how we teach them what relationships are supposed to look like. So if we don't have love, respect, communication with our spouse, kid you not, our, our kids are looking at that thing, okay, that must be how long-term relationships are going to look like down the road. Tell me how you're how you how you doing in your quarantine thing. 
And going back to the dating thing, I know I'm bouncing around here a little bit. You know, how, how do people, and maybe you've had these type of relationships before, but going forward in just a regular one-on-one -on -one relationship, how do how do how are people going to handle polymorous relationships going forward? Open relationships, multiple partners. I know there's people out there that enjoy those kind of lifestyles. Uh, so I, I'd be curious to know if you've experienced that. I'd love to hear your story about how you think that's going to look going forward. Today, I'm also I thought I'd share with you kind of a I got an email from another listener, a new listener. So I appreciate him reaching out to me. One of the things is kind of looking over his email again today and he was dating a lady and then they broke it off and what he goes on to say is we stopped meeting or texting without both parties saying or doing anything about it well that to me is kind of like passive aggressive behavior if you don't want to see somebody you know, text them and say look i really like you but i just don't see the relationship going forward or picking up the phone and doing that so i don't know why they would just go separate ways and I think he's kind of at fault for that, and so was his partner. I, I think that's actually rude behavior, in my opinion, is why would they both ghost one another, especially if they've been together for any, any amount of time. He goes on to say that he ended up visiting a friend of his and ended up meeting a lady there that was a cousin of his friend. They kind of hit it off. They reconnected. They both agreed that they liked the conversation. They went out a few more times. They'd go out and walk around and do the, uh, it says here, we met more frequently and we talked over the phone for hours on end, would walk around, so we're not, but they were not physically intimate during the time, only emotion, a couple of long hugs and carrying, carrying her on my back. So they must have been having fun one day. And he wanted to take things to a higher level. So reading that, I thought, oh my gosh, okay. So they're really kind of working on getting connected mentally and emotionally before physically. And if you haven't seen Love is Blind on Netflix or that Who is Hot programmer, or something on Netflix. That plays out a couple of dynamics. You're really getting to know somebody before you become sexual with somebody. And I've talked about this before in a previous podcast. Because once you get intimate with somebody, you kind of confuse the intimacy with maybe you being more interested than you really are or they being more interested than they really are when it's not time. On a, a particular Sunday sunset, they were just out at a local chilling spot and he felt compelled to tell her how he felt about her and so he kind of said hey look he really likes her told her how much he liked her and how he wanted to take the relationship i guess she just got up and left and he thought maybe she was being pranked and he sat there for about five eight minutes and realized that she wasn't coming back however she did return the phone call or called him later to sit there and tell her tell him that that she really couldn't be what he wanted. So I commend her for at least getting back, but how rude to have someone just get up and walk away and not say anything as opposed to sitting there and saying, hey, look, I really appreciate you feel that way, but you know, I, I just don't have the same feelings in that way. I mean, it reminds me when I dated this Latino lady many years ago that after about a month, month and a half, we're talking to her on the phone and she says, hey, I love you. And I'm like, hey, great. She goes, I, and I just told you I love you. Oh, great. Well, she says, well, don't you have something to say to me? I said, well, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want you to tell me, you want me to tell you how I really feel? And she goes, well, I want you to tell me how you really feel. I said, great. I said, I really appreciate the fact that you have fallen in love with me so quick. I think that's fantastic. But you have to allow me time to fall in love with someone at my own pace. However, I want to do it without being attacked if I don't do it your way. 
But if you want me to tell you what you want to hear, I'll be like every other guy and tell you whatever you want to hear just so I can get naked with you. Is that what you want? And she said, of course not. And I said, well, all right. So I, I think it's great that you love me. I really enjoy spending time with you. I love hanging out with you. And, you know, who knows? Maybe next week I'll feel the same. Maybe tomorrow I'll feel the same. Maybe a month from now. But in the meantime, let's have fun. Let's enjoy each other. And, you know, maybe I'll wake up one day and say, oh my gosh, I don't want this person ever to leave my life. Going back to this gentleman's email, one of the things he had in here that really took me back is that he was sitting there talking to her that Sunday night. And he calls it something funny or poetic happened while he's pouring his heart out to this this new lady friend of his and his ex-girlfriend happened to pass by them exactly behind her so my first inclination was oh that must maybe they knew each other maybe this whole thing was set up that way but at the same time i happen to know the universe plays funny tricks on people and i've talked about this before so i'll give you a little scenario that happened to me many years ago so i dated this one lady we dated for like seven years and of course she was the one that was out cheating with her neighbor and and some people that she met on her road trips and come to find out she'd been out uh, sleeping with her ex-husband. That's a whole nother story I'll have to share with you folks one day. And we finally broke it off. That was enough. And so I didn't date anyone for like two years. I mean, I was devastated about the whole thing because I really wanted it to work. But force a square peg into a round hole, which is what I was always trying to do. So two years later, I started dating this lady I met off of Match.com. We'd been dating for three or four months and I happened to be on the board of directors of a charitable organization. And at that time, Circus Soleil had come into town, and I was part of helping put that whole thing together, and they are at Marymore Park. And the venue held like five to 6,000 people. And they were having one show a night, two shows on Saturday, two shows on Sunday. So the charity reached out to me after about two weeks into this platform, this show, and said, hey, we've got four tickets for you to one of the shows. And I'm like, great, all right. And they go, well, what day you want to go? I said, pick a day and just leave me the tickets up front. But where do you want to sit? I don't care. Just leave the tickets. I'll come by and pick them up. I think this is great. I really appreciate it. So I get with my new date friend and we invite a couple that she knows. We go to this event. It was like a Thursday night. Like I said, it, it held five or 6,000 people. I didn't pick the day. I didn't pick the seats. We ended up having great seats. Six rows, center stage. Oh my gosh, fantastic. We're sitting there chit-chatting, enjoying the show. And then I look up and there's my ex-girlfriend that I dated for seven years with her new guy friend sitting three rows directly in front of me. I just, I turned white as a ghost. I still, you know, I still yearn for that lady. And I was still madder in hell that we weren't together. And the lady I was with looked at me and says, are you okay? You look like you got food poisoning. I didn't know what to say. I was quiet the rest of the night. The universe plays funny tricks on people. Was that, like in his case, was it poetic? Was it funny? Was there a lesson in all that? For me, was it a lesson? Was I really ready to start dating again when I still had these unresolved emotions of anxiety and anger uh, towards my, my ex-girlfriend to where that actually really affected me moving forward with this new girl because it, just, it backed me up. So I don't know what the lesson is for this gentleman, but I, it's certainly odd that your girlfriend would be walking by 
at that moment you're talking to this other girl, unless it was a place that you and your your ex-girlfriend used to go to all the time, then of course she's going to walk by because it's a pattern both of you gotten into. But if it was like my deal, Cirque du Soleil, where the universe just decided to put us in the same venue at the same time, the same day, sitting close to one another, yeah, that that's weird. But, you know, I learned a little bit more about me and myself and things like that. With that said, I know it's a little bit longer than I normally talk. I just had a lot of things to chit-chat about. You might if you're struggling with trying to meet people and you can't get people to, to meet or date and you have the financial resources. You know, listen to Aunt Ruthie. I think she's got some good inputs. She's got some good guests on her podcast. And she's also a matchmaker. And you could probably reach out to her and see what she can do to help you. So I don't know where my business relationship will go with her uh, down the road with regards to future match dates. But, you know, I'm certainly open to all the possibilities. Have a great week. Please feel free to send me questions, concerns, your thoughts things you've run into. I'd love to hear from you and I really appreciate all the input that I have been getting uh, from other listeners here at Dating Funnies. Once again, I'm at Dating Funnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Have a great week. Be safe, stay healthy, and let's, uh, let's move forward and see if the future looks far better than it does today. I'm hoping so, as I'm sure you are too. Thanks for listening.